the 17th chapter of the book of Revelation. I'm glad you're in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And you're about to be blessed being in God's house. Praise God. Praise God. And you know what? This end end of the year, we're going to celebrate the goodness of God. When I look back over my life and I thought things over, I can truly say, God has been what? Good to me. I don't deserve God, but I enjoy Him. I will not refuse what He's trying to do. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Look back over my life. God's being very good. Chapter 17 of Revelation and verse 14. It says, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called chosen and faithful. Called chosen and faithful. No bachelor degree or or master degree or PhD can match those titles. Called chosen, faithful. You can't get no higher. Lord Jesus, one more night to bless Jesus Christ who came from the portal of glory to bless us with his heavenly story. We believe him. Tonight he's in our midst. Bless this service. Bring the best out of what I have to give. Let everyone be blessed leaving here tonight. In Jesus' name, but I say in Jesus' name, put your Bible down and clap your hands to the Lord. Clap your hands to the Lord. You're in the best church in Pentecost. The Pentecost top church. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You're in the best church. Come on, clap those hands. Hallelujah! Praise God. Praise God. You may see tonight, I want to talk to you about God's boasting. The boastings of God. The boastings of God. I'm going to say to every parent here tonight, I don't care how bad or in your eyes your kid might be to somebody. You need to brag on your sons and your daughters. My, that dropped like a brick. I said, you need to brag on your sons and your daughters. They don't need to know how bad they are. They need to know how good they can become. And you don't have to talk about what they already know. But tell them where they need to grow into. Hello, somebody. Now, you know, I I, I watch parents who, who like to brag on their kids. And that offend other parents. Honey... Let them get offended till they fall in the ditch. Keep on bragging. Brag on your son. Brag on your daughter till they start to believe it. If there's anything you want your son and your daughter to believe, that they're the sweetest thing since sliced bread. Make sure they feel good about what you're thinking about them. And the Bible said, and God, in the book of Job, chapter 1, and verse 6 to 7, had a conversation with the devil. 
And if you look carefully, you'll realize that the God and, and, and the devil is having another contest here. And most of you don't believe that God and the devil do talk. They do talk. They do talk. And I like these, uh, these men I meet so often, and they have pictures of their grandkids, and we show their kids, you know. Now, I must confess, my, my parents didn't take pictures of us when we were kids. And what a shame. I think, what a, what a shame. When I go, I said, how did I look? Well, they got no picture of me. What was I like? They can't tell me. Your kid needs to know how they did look when they were one-year-old, two-year-olds, and three-year-olds. When they're 55 years old and 600 years old, they want you to remind what they look like. Amen. I know I'm in the wrong church tonight. <laughs> they want to be reminded how they look. Yeah. And they watch the pride on your face when you talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing your kid wants to know is, man, you are a problem pregnancy. What's that, mommy? Who are you talking? What are you talking about? Kids don't want to hear that. But kids want to know, man, you were so sharp. You were cute. You were handsome. You were beautiful. You were just my debonair. Brad! How many of you tonight got a picture of your daughter or your son in your wallet? Pull it out tonight. The rest of you poor folks, you go back to finishing school. Come on, that. Show it to me, my sister. Look at that. Look at that. Our, our purse empty with money but full of pictures. <laughs> at least you thought a reason for her wallet. Any more pictures around here? Listen to those pictures. Bragging rights. Look at that. Bragging rights. Lift it up high. Come on. Show it off. Show your neighbor. So look at my kid. Look at my kid. Lord of mercy. Now, I want to, how many of you, you wives, have a picture of your husband right in your wallet? Let's see now. Ooh. Come on, let's see that. In your Bible. The good place to put him. <laughs> How many that picture of your wife in your wallet? I got one right here. Well, my wife is in my, my computer right there, but I got one of my wife. Amen? Hello? You need to have one. And brag on it. Look at this. Look at that. Look here. Woo, hallelujah. God... Had a stroll down memory lane, and Satan showed up. Now it was a good service they were having. You read the Bible, Job chapter one. They were in a church service like this, and the devil showed up. We didn't invite him, but he came anyhow. One thing you have to do: you have to canvass the devil. He'll just show up without invitation. And he was in church, and here God bragging on his people, and he showed up, and the Lord spotted him and said. Hey, Satan! Yes, Lord. Have you considered my servant Job? Church, if that's not bragging, you tell me what bragging is. Read for yourself one more time. Take one more look. And ask yourself, is God bragging or not? He said, have you considered my servant? In other words, have you stopped and think about how sharp this guy is? Have you realized how proud I am of this man in all the earth? Now I suppose at the time Satan had dominion over man. And God says, you don't have them all. Job is among the call. 
the chosen and the faithful. Have you considered my child Job? Now Job don't have any clue that God is bragging on him in heaven. Job can't hear it. Job don't know it. It's a celestial story of a man on a terrestrial earth. And God is bragging on him. Just like I think he's bragging on some things in this church right now. Hallelujah. And so the Lord said that there is none like him. Now when I play marble, you know, we play marbles and we fight over it. We have some pearl marble. You don't have a marble like this pearl. I remember what I'm talking about. You guys have grown too uh, sophisticated today. But in my days of marbles, Fred, we got pearl. We shine it up. And there's none like this one. And friend, to play for that pearl is sometimes a fight. It's a fight. Amen. Hallelujah. To get that marble back or if you want we want it back. You got my pearl. He said, look, that you are looking at none like this one. I wonder if God look at this church in this city. I said, there's none like this one. Go burn down the yellow pages and check it out. There's none like this one. Go on the YouTube and the Facebook and the Twitters and the Quitters and there's none like this one. Have you considered this? That there's none like this one. One God, one faith, one baptism, talking in tongues, worshiping God. There is none like this one. God have a right to brag. Hallelujah. He said, there's none like him in all the earth. Now, he ought to know because he's bigger than the earth. And can God look in this church and say, all the false doctrine going around, this church is not being blighted by it. This church doesn't have a famine in the land for hearing the Word of God. This church is not controlled by that system. There's none like it. Peculiar, distinct, and different. He stands out above all. God said, There's none like him in there. God's just bright. Now, is God testifying about Job? This is not Job praising himself. This is God talking about Job to the devil and say, you ought to consider him. In other words, devil has conquered other people and overthrew them. And God said, now God knew he tried about it and he failed. And God's being sarcastic. Have you considered Job? Have you thought about him? <laughs> I mean, he's like putting salt in the wound. Have you considered him? This guy is different. There's none like him in all the earth. And then God said, by the way, let me continue your testimony here. He's perfect in all the earth. This guy, he's upright man in all the earth. This man, he feared God in all the earth. This man, he is too a He hates it in all the earth. Have 
you consider him. What the Satan says, I have. But I know why I can't get to him. It's not that he's so special. It's that you keep interfering. And God says, you see, the devil did not want to give Job the credit for taking a stand. He wants that God build a concrete wall around him. As if God was his defense, but Job had no stand of his own. So he's saying, God, this man is not as good as you think. It's you that protected him. But if you move your hand, he's going to fall down flat on his face. Now God is putting his reputation on the line. God says, Satan, you can't do it. Hello? God is having a debate now. You're not going to win this battle. You are not going to succeed. He said, well, oh, come on now. Job is no different from other people. You see, the, the devil wants to commonize this church. He wants to fit you into every little ecumenicanism. But God said, no, this is not ecumenicanism. This is the distinct person that I want you to talk to a distinct characteristic that's not in all the earth. It is possible that somebody in all the earth could do what's right. And they say, oh, come on, God, come on, man. You know, and they're bragging. One's bragging, and one's trying to tear down the bragging. You're trying to deflate God, and I said, oh, come on. Now, I don't know why God argued with him, but God did. God said, look, I tell you what, what's the problem, devil? Well, you build all that blessing around him. And church, have we been blessed? Are we blessed? Are we prospering? Are we in a mountain high? But that's not what we're serving for. We were down when he found us. We were serving him in the guttermost. Long before we were in the uppermost. Come on, somebody. We were out when God was blessing us. Come on, somebody. So you can't say we're in it for the good. But the good came because we're here. Hallelujah. We were talking about the good. He brought us in the way we were. Now, God said, now, Satan, I can give you all the access you need. But this man is beyond the break point. Because Job is called of God. Job is chosen of God. And Job is faithful. I'm going to shock you folks now, friend. Job was before the flood. I'm going to realize that. He said, Pastor, how do you know I can prove it to you? The key word is almighty. God said, Abraham knew by the name God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known. The place almighty is used is in Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way up. And then it changes to Jehovah in the 6th chapter of Exodus. Introduced in our world to a man called who? Moses. When God spoke to him on Mount of God. God said in chapter 6, go check for yourself, that God says, Abraham, who belonged to the post-flood period, did not know me by this name. And all through the book of Job, get your concordance here, the KJV, and check it out. 
the, 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 the redeeming theme is Almighty. The Almighty. And so God said, look, there is nobody like Job. In spite of what's going on in the world, i got a man that you don't have your hand on. i got the untouchables. And his name is Job. And whether you take his riches or his blessings, you know, Job said one place in the scripture, did I ever make my boast in my riches? No. Job boast was in the Lord. This church, our boast is not in our might or our power or our self. Our bragging is in Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, come on now. What makes this church great? It's not my name, but the one whose name I trust in. Jesus Christ. On that name, I'm a solid rock. Every other ground is sinking sand. I'm trying to tell you, God is bragging on His church here. The case of hell cannot prevail against my church. That's a brag from God. God says, go ahead. He says, well, he's like every human being. Church, you don't know this. But I'm going to tell you something here. For you to last this long, you must have passed through some fiery trials. You must have passed through some dens of lions. You must have come through, amen, some accusation from the devil. You must have survived the accusers of the brethren. And you still got faith. And you still got favor. And you still got favorite. And God is still on board. God is bragging that in that city I got a peculiar people. They are my treasure. And when I come, when I make up my jewels, in other words, I'm not going to lose my jewels. When I make up my jewels, they're going to be there. Can somebody say hallelujah? I'm telling church, God is bragging on His church. God loves His church. God is proud. That's right. He's proud of His church. God said, this is my church. It's called by my name. I'm in the midst of the church. And God is bragging on the church and telling Satan, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. I've got news, church. The Holy Ghost said, the rapture is not a rescue mission by paramedics for a trapped church. It's a glorious disappearing. It's a ghost reappearing. We're coming back with Jesus, riding on white horses as champions. Woo! And God said, Joe, I don't care what you do to him. He loves me more than things. Now, church, did you notice? When the story was all done, the devil didn't come back and collect his bet. <laughs> Satan lost. The end of this story was not the winning of Job, but it was the lost of Satan. He lost his bet. He said that this guy is going to quit on God, blame God, curse God. That's what he said. To your face, he says, God. You're going to curse you to your face. 
and die. And Job did no such thing. The hero was God and Job. Because God said, go at it. And he gave him everything he could. Church, when I look back and see where he brought me from, when I think of all that I've been through, when I look at all that the devil threw at me, how could I come over? Oh, my friend, if it had not been the Lord in my heart, on my side, where would I be? I'm trying to tell somebody, I can tell Jesus, when you return, I will still be here, shouting the victory. When you return, God, I'll still be here. For when He tried me, I shall come forth as pure gold. God was bragging on Job. God said, this man, if you consider him, his his character, blameless, his quality, upright. It's, it's godliness. He feared God. God said his life was impeccable. He turned from evil. He hated it. God said this man is called by God. He's chosen. He's faithful. He's my bragging rights. I'm going to talk about him. Consider him. My wife one day and I were in a restaurant in a town, and this religious guy came by from all these charismatic mega church. And they, you know, they talk about us all the time and study us and call us all kind of names. We just forget about them. He said, I said, look, I want to, I want to live with you. He said, I'm leaving town. I'm, I'm going to start a church somewhere south of Edmonton, and I want to talk to you for, before I go. He said, look, before I go, I want to ask you a question. How come, in spite of all that happens, you guys still grow? You guys are still here tell me how come hallelujah I thought here's my chance to slap him across the face (laughs) but I thought no let's tell him the truth of what my feet is on let him know that my foot is on the rock and my name on the roll and I'm not looking back. I'm not going to step back. And I told him that the one that's... He said, look, if you guys really... And I, he said, I consider what you guys preach. I know what you preach about the oneness of God. I know about baptism just then. But he said, tell me the truth. If you were so right, how come everybody else in the world baptized in the Trinity? And you guys don't. Why? He said, I want to know why you guys don't. He said, it looks like you guys just ignore us completely. That's what he said. And just keep on having church. And he said, talking to me, my, my wife, why do you remember that guy? Talking to us. Now I'm listening to him. He said, the whole world believes in the Trinity. The triune God. And you guys don't confess that. You claim that Jesus is the Father, He's the Son, He's the Holy Ghost. And if you're so right, then why is the rest of the world not believing what you believe? And then I was going to say, man, friend, broad is the way of the destruction. Amen. 
and, and all those thoughts come to mind. But I said, no, I don't want to insult him. No, he's, he's, he's digging. He's trying to figure out where I'm at. Hallelujah. God! Pick us out. Like he called Abraham out. God was bragging on Abraham. Here is Abraham in Mambre sitting down on the tree. And three angels came by. And please don't tell me it was false for the Holy Ghost, please. Because it wasn't. It's that one was called the judge of the whole earth. And two of them were servants. Hello. Walking with the Lord. And God says, Shine! Hide from Abraham what I am about to accomplish in Sodom. Seeing Abraham is a good father. And he will command his... God's bragging on He's the best father in town. He's comparing his fatherhood to, to Lot. He's comparing his parenting skill to the rest of the world. He said he will command his children to fear God and serve the Lord. He said, I'm not going to hide from him. I'm going to reveal my secret to him. And then he said, Sarah is going to have a son. Okay, by that time, Aram, Abram had no kid. And after God made that prophetic word, he said, now, Sarah is going to have a son, and his name is going to be called Isaac. And she laughed. And he said, why did Sarah laugh, Abraham? He said, oh, I didn't laugh. He said, yes, you did. He said, no, I didn't. He said, yes, you did. So she, she lied to, Abraham, to Abraham's God that she didn't lie. But she didn't lie. She laughed. But she laughed inwardly. She was afraid. And then God said, I'm going down to Sodom. And they call him the judge of the old earth. Let me tell you, God's bragging on Abraham. He is my friend. Good news! Abraham alone is not the friend of God. Ye are my friends if you keep my commandments. Not everybody are friends of God. But I'm trying to tell you, honey, I am a friend of God. By virtue of keeping His Word, how can two walk together except they agree? And Abraham, like Enoch, walk with God. And God brag that they are my friends. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, friend, top church is not a religion. I told the guy in Jerusalem, Pentecostal. He said, what religion are you? I said, we're not a religion. I said, I am a Pentecostal. I said, we have experienced the fulfillment of what God told Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses about the festivities. I said, we have the fully come Pentecost and we have received the seal of Pentecost after we believe we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of the inheritance which is Christ in you the hope of glory God don't pour his spirit just on anybody because we are temples of God that means God said you're special and God made us special and the devil don't like it but I want to tell the devil I'm filled full of the Holy Ghost. I am filled full of Jesus Christ that was crucified for my sins and I am a son of God. 
I may not be a begotten son of God, but I'm a begot son of God. Let's worship Jesus Christ. I wonder if God can call many people friends. I wonder if God can brag on many people like you bragged on Job. I know those Hebrew boys are not going to bow to those people. Not their jobs, not the threats, not the popularity crowd or the democratic systems going to make them compromise their values. Hallelujah. And they would not bow. And they stood. And they had God in their midst. I'm different. In heaven, God was having a heyday. When those boys didn't brag, I believe God did a lap around heaven and came back and stomped his feet and said, Look at my kid. Look at my boys. They are not bowing with all the threats and all the anger, the wrath, and the asinine approach of the military might of, of, of that demonic system. They stood tall, and God is bragging on His church that they won't be devoured by any lion because Daniel said, I'm going to keep on praying. And God's church that keep on praying are going to be bragged on in heaven. God don't brag on everybody. But he's sure bragging on a few. I could imagine hearing the king crying out, Was your God able to save you that you prayed to all the day? Hallelujah. That's one thing I never do. I never tell anybody in my city my problems in case they think my God is handicapped. In case they think my God can't help. I remember when I had to fix this roof up there. And, and, and I called in a, an expert to look at it. And he came and I said, well, tell me. He said, not even an act of God. And your congregation being all the ties in the world can repair that roof. I went through one second of depression. And the rest, I came out with a different impression. I thought, this guy was sent you by the devil. And I picked him on the radar and dismissed him. And friend, I fixed it for astronomically, I know it's reverse, less. And you know what? My roof is still holding. And the one he did a few blocks from me was on fire. And they tell me it leaks so many times. You don't mess around with God's friends. You don't mess around with what God has blessed. Balaam tried to curse God's people and couldn't do it. He opened a curse and he ended up with a celebration. Oh, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. God is bragging on His church. He said, these are my jewels. You know what jewels are to worldly people? It's a special caretaking of thing. You don't see it too often. You only put it on a special occasion. Hello? And if we're God's people, we're being stored for special occasion. When He's going to wear us and show us off. 
wait till Jesus Christ put on his church and we're going to show the world who we are. He's going to call us the call, the chosen, and the faithful. That's what he wrapped himself in, honey, because he's proud of wearing the church. Let's worship him right now. Satan was unimpressed until he realized he couldn't depress Job. And when the story was over, you can search your Bible, you cannot find a trace of Satan in the congregation. You know, church, that tells me if you hang on long enough, resist the devil, and he will, and he will, that's a prophecy. That is a prophecy. Don't give him no place. No real estate pinatag on you filled up. No vacancy. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to tell you, God has bragging rights. And God says, Abraham is my friend. He is my friend. And they walk together. And God said, I'll curse anybody who curse you. Now, church, I used to think David was the only man who was after God's heart until I read Jeremiah 3.15. Go there, honey. Take a real look. I found out that David is not the only guy after God's heart. Every one of us can become after his heart. He said, and I will give you. He said, and God said, I will give you. Not Harvard, not Bible school, amen, not some religious quack out there. But God said, I will give you from my heart pastors according to my heart. I mean, God is saying the preacher is the same as his heart. an example. God says, that guy, I want him. And they said, who, him? Not him. And God said, yeah, I want him. Well, why do you want this guy? God said, he's a chosen vessel. This bottle has a tag on it. The name of the supplier. One thing they will not do at Tim Horton's they will not throw the garbage off McDonald's away for you. I have tried it. <laughs> it doesn't work. They said, we only trash what's our own. <laughs> but not other people's trash. Hello, church I'm telling you, the car you drive has a name on it. And only because the owner is proud of that production. He puts his name on what he's proud of. If God was not proud of this church, why would he say, you are called by my name? My people... Which are called by my name. The gates of hell shall not reverse them, shall not curse them, 
shall not prevail. How could you sit there and not give your God all the high praises? Oh, come on now. Our God is worthy of praises. God said, I'm going to boast on my church. That's my son. That's my daughter. Oh, I like what God told Laban. Oh, I like what God told Laban. He says, Laban, if you ever talk too rough to Joseph, I mean, to, to, to Jacob, and if you ever touch him, you might as well go buy yourself a coffin. You are a dead dog. Laban caught up with Jacob. He said, Jacob, don't you know I've got power to hurt you? But God told me if I touch you, what he would do to me. So I better not touch you. Hey, church, he that touches the church, touches the apple of his eye. Why would God call me and you the apple of his eye? Because he's bragging. I said he's bragging. I work bragging over. I have my jewel in his eyes. I'm an apple in his eye. I'm the body of Christ. I'm the mind of Christ. Come on, somebody. You may not think so, but I tell you, I'm telling you, I, I exalt my position. I'm thankful for what God has made me. Hallelujah. I am the body of Christ. Woo, hallelujah. Think of the temples that David made through, through Solomon. And I said it was exceedingly magnificent. And the Lord Jesus said, God does not dwell in that, but He dwells in you and me. I'm walking right now, I am pregnant with God. I said, I am pregnant with God. The only problem is I will give no deliverance. I will not give no deliverance. I saw a guy, you know, walking on the beach. Some people should never go on the beach. <laughs> For obvious reasons. They got, they got nothing to display but sorrows to talk about. But I, I saw this guy. He and his wife. I mean, she was as flat as a as a as a unleavened bread. She was flat. But honey, he was out there. I mean, I could see the belly before I see his face. He was like this. No, I can't laugh too much. I'm on my way there too. <laughs> And I thought, my God, women, you know, you got nine months and lose all that stuff. But we guys, nine months pass and we're getting worse. Worse and worse and worse and worse. I mean, church, and I thought to myself, when I first came to Canada, I thought, what's wrong with these Canadian men? They're all pregnant. <laughs> and guess what? I took up my citizenship and I joined the pregnancy group. I'm a Canadian pregnant man. That's amazing. I said, Lord, can't you put the fat somewhere else? Can't you put it on my thigh where they can't see it? <laughs> but way up front where everybody, I got suits I can't wear. I feel so bad. I look at my suit to now. I said, Lord, this is a shame. I need a, I need a, I need a, a tailor to help me out here. Because I got all these suits I can't wear. One time when I first came here, I could walk in any store and put on any clothes like Caleb. But now, no way. Well, that's not bad. I went to the States and I said, uh, guys, i got to buy me some clothes because I'm too big for Canada. 
The guy said, you're not big. Let me show what big is. He took me and showed me a pant, one pant leg and one pipe open. He said, That's my big head. And only one leg open. I thought, oh my God, that could be a skirt for me. <laughs> so you see, God, but you know, church, I want to tell you, God, in closing, was proud of Paul. He said, look, he is a chosen vessel. I won't tell you, honey, you may not believe it, but God chose you. You have not chosen Him. He chose you. And that's a brag rights that you've got. That He brought you in because He loves you. Because He wants you. Because He desired to have you elevated. Sit down with Him where angels are standing. You're sitting down. You've got bragging rights, but He's got a bigger rights than you have. The Lord showed me the scripture. There's coming a day in Jesus Christ. In chapter 17 of John. Go and look for yourself. When you go to heaven, you may not know this, but there's an honest truth. You think creation excited God? He was not excited at all. He just says, Oh, that's good. That's very good. <laughs> it was just boring to him. That's nothing. But you wait until he sees his church. And he does this. Stand back, angels. Stand back. Stand back, angels. And make room for my people. My children. Church. He's going to confess. Can you imagine God confessing? In heaven. These are they that are called. That are chosen. They are faithful. And the Bible said, are made joint heirs with Jesus. Now, I'm telling you, anybody who backslides is dumb. I can see why the pig's house fall down, brother. But when the sheep build a house, it's a stand. God said, anybody who backslides, you grieve God. Better, God says, you had never known him. Now that's kind of scary. Because some people, unlike you and me, are going to say, well, I accept Christ. And Christ will say to them, I never knew you. But you can't say that. You know Jesus. More than anybody in this city. You have Jesus in side of your tabernacle. And Peter says, better we had never known him than after you've known Jesus, you got rid of him and gone back to the what? The pigs wallowing in the mire. Or the dog in the vomit. That's not why he called you. You know why God called you? To take you to heaven? You know why God called you? To reign with Him. You know why God called you? To sit down with Him. God called you to be made like it unto Himself. That means equal with God in, in the body of Jesus Christ. And you don't want that. 
God says, it grieved me that I made Saul king. Now I know, I told you remember in the scripture, Paul said, God put me in trust of the gospel. If you're playing this piano, I don't know if you know this. Oh my God, I don't know if you guys ever know this, but oh, so you know, take, take very seriously, I very seriously. If I was a Jew, it would take me almost ten years before I get into the choir. Ten years. I couldn't go up there and touch sacred instruments. You have to be called to do it. You could not go up and start praising God. You have to be a special family to do it. Hello? You couldn't go up there and start saying to God, you could be picked out to do that. You have to be anointed. You were not allowed to make mistakes. Zechariah was a priest. And the Bible says he was blameless. You can't call yourself blameless. Only God can say that. And God says he was blameless. He's bragging on him. God's saying about Noah, there's nobody like Noah. He found grace. He's perfect. That's all right. That's bragging. Hallelujah. And God said, David is a man after my own heart. And so, to play. Just to play only. They showed us the dung gate in Jerusalem. And no one picked upon it. Even to take out the cow's excrement, you had to be called. You could not just go up and say, Well, I'm going to do that job. <laughs> to put on a robe. To blow the trumpet. Whatever it is in God's kingdom in the tabernacle. You folks understand it. It is a privilege to do those things. To be used of God. And when God brought in the Gentiles, the Jews could understand that. How come it took us so long but they just come and simply obey Acts 38 and they're in the body. And you gave us 713 laws. We have to remember and they don't have to remember one of those laws. You write your laws in their heart. And God said, look, read the back of the Hebrews chapter 11. He's bragging on everybody in that chapter. Turn there looking for yourself. Hebrews chapter 11. He's bragging on every individual. And they said, without faith, you can't please God. What is, it's all stand. He said, everybody in that book, please me. Everybody. Daniel. The three boys. And Noah. And David. And Job. God bragged on them. And I thought to myself. Every time I read the story about Saul. I personally feel sorry for him. I do. Because God says. It grieved me that I made Saul king. The first king in the Bible grieved God. But look at David now. He's bragging on David. And he wants to brag on David so well. Come here, son. Come here. David is in the backside of the desert making relative to God. Nobody knows him. Unknown. Unheard of. But God is pleased with him. 
And God really wanted him to be king as small as he was. And God said, Samuel, go down to the judge's house. I got some boys down there, but I want one to be king. Hallelujah. Church, do you realize in Fort Murray, Acts 2.38, I'll challenge you. Go and tell the phone and phone up all the churches in town. They don't obey that message. They don't know the oneness of God. And God chose you from the backside of humanity and brought you into revelation, divine inspiration, and make known to you His Sonship, His Lordship, and the Messiahship and reveal it to you. And for God to say, I'm so sorry. I entrust my blood-bought things in the hand of this individual. Think about it today. I want God to brag on me. I want God to feel assurance that I will go in that lion's den and come out still serving Him. In that fire and not get burnt. And God said, Jesse... Bring your sons. Nobody thought David would be the one. And how many thought you were worthy of salvation? But God chose you. And God says, I don't want this one. And I oftentimes thought, how many prospective preacher did God cross over before he arrived at me? How many prospect did God cross over before he made you in the church. And God said, I don't want those seven boys. And here come little David, smell out the, go- the ghost of the sheep out there. And God said, That's him! That's my man! That's my boy! Poor David, I have no idea what's going on. And what God have in store for him, that he'd be the, the Messiah's seed. God chose him. Would you bow your heads right now? I believe every one of you is a David tonight. I firmly believe because with this kind of weather and this kind of falling away in the last days and you're still hanging on to God, you're hanging on to His skirt tail, you won't let go of His garment, there must be something about you why you hang on to Jesus. He's bragging on you tonight. He said, Michael, I've got some people down in that city they will not trade me for anything. They're called. They're chosen. And they're faithful. Anoint them. And church, you are anointed with an inheritance tonight. It's the earnest of the promise. I realize I am not just an ordinary bloke in the city. I am called, I am chosen, and now I'm going to be faithful because God gave me the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Will you ask God right now to strengthen your conviction with Him right now?